0: and thank you for joining me today on another podcast of religions, regimes and refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam Um, so I'm I am going to continue this podcast today. It is Sunday evening. Uh, it is a beautiful day outside, and we started with the Portuguese Inquisition as a continuation of the of the chapter of history of Christianity. And I'm doing it because I'm of uh, Indian origin from uh, of in from the state of Goa. I was not born and bought up there, but I'm from that descent. And uh, the reason I am. Uh, Next question today is because I was born in a Christian home. I left the uh, uh, the religion of Christianity and I'm, i needed to tell you the story of how we became christian it was uh should i say roman catholic it was through the portuguese inquisition so this is part of my journey what my ancestors lived what my ancestors went through and we were never told of this we were only told that the hindus are cast hindus are hindus are bad hindus are bad the west is bad the hindus are bad the west is bad the hindus are bad and this is basically what we were told and we were grown up with this and somewhere some i realized that there was a problem they were not making any sense and oh time I read, I did my research and left. And so that's why we're on this topic of uh, the Portuguese Inquisition. Now, um, I I beg you uh, with all my heart, I join my hands, please share these, uh, uh, these podcasts and have that conversation with your friends, at least five friends. Uh, ask them to have the conversation with five friends. Ask them to do research. There are many, many... Uh, uh, there are many... Um, um, what do i call it? write-ups about it in in the newspaper uh plenty of ripe write-ups uh in indian newspapers the um Up india there is tfi post uh it, it, it's it there are plenty plenty there are downloads you can download the portuguese uh um Inquisition Goa, written by non-Christians, written by Christians, um, and it is a concept that we have to talk about because we are cyclic. The moment we are cycled, the cycle repeats itself and history will repeat itself. So while everyone wants to keep quiet about what happened in the medieval times, this will repeat itself with new labels, and the only thing they're going to do is going to blame the Hindus as if we are victims. But we're not victims. We have created great crimes. It is it is important for us to uh, come uh, stop the buck here, uh, not take it any further, take our responsibility and create that equal responsibility. Uh, heal. It, this is about healing, this is about reconciliation, and so it needs to be talked about. Christians are not allowed to talk about this, and so the more we um, normalize dissent, the more we normalize this conversation, the more we will feel comfortable in having a conversation with others, and slowly Christians will come out of their shell because the church keeps us on a slave plantation. in fear, and if, if we ever have that conversation, they will uh, chastise us, criminalise us, and stop our voice from going anywhere. And that's why uh, whoever you can talk to, it's important to talk to, and important important to have this conversation. So um, please have this conversation. Uh, you can get books on archive.org. Uh, it is a website. Where you got plenty of free books old books these are all old books obviously, and the older the the better because they have more information and they're pretty they're not secular they tell you right off the bat uh what is going on so um, uh, on the pr- previous podcast I read one book from archives dot com and it was uh, from the University of Philadelphia or Pittsburgh I'm not sure um And so I I read a part of that chapter. And uh, to give you an idea about the Portuguese Inquisition, whether it was in Goa or anywhere else on, on on the Siberian Peninsula. So we keep on asking how cruel were the Portuguese Empire. What is important to note is who are they? We want to know the currents that form their waves, the Atwa, all that lies in between. Okay, Uh it is important to know the Atua, it is important to know the currents that form the waves because we are not here to point fingers, we can't change the past, we need to heal and we know, need to know the sequence of events that have led up to this, uh to the uh, the inquisition and the Portuguese occupation of Goa. Um Having said that, I want you, I would like for you to go into Google right now, uh, map and just type map of Portugal. Um, and Spain okay and if you go onto that map you will see the Portuguese uh, you will see the Portuguese peninsula okay um, and you can uh, you can also see map of Portugal Spain and Africa if you want uh, it is it is much better this way uh, so Portugal and Spain on the Iberian Peninsula Spain is the biggest part of the peninsula and Portugal has a small part. They're fantastic people, lovely country. Both Portugal and Spain, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous place. People are nice, very friendly, very welcoming. I have nothing against them. Please go and visit them. They are absolute, They too have gone through a lot of trauma because it's only the elite, the establishment, who, who creates the problems. It's not the people below. There's a lot of people who are, you know, um, moderate, uh, don't want this to happen, feel ashamed that this has happened. But they can't do anything because they have to keep silent because of the establishment controlling their voice. And this is exactly what has happened on both sides. So both of us, both sides have to heal. So you have uh, Portugal here. Now, the kingdom of Portugal, um, let's say the Iberian Peninsula, okay? You see the Iberian Peninsula is very close to Morocco, Algeria, Libya. So North Africa and Spain. Uh, these lands were occupied by, by, should I say, have nomadic people going up and down for thousands of years, and each the nomadic people took the names of the labels of the empires that came through, and so you have uh, uh, the Phoenicians, the Cartesians, the Romans, the uh, the Israelites, the Egyptians, the um, the is, uh, Islam, Christianity, different groups, different empires, sub sub empires, the allies they took them, but they're all nomadic people berber as we call them or imazigh as they say in in their language and uh, so nomadic people went up and down the coast of north africa all the way to to arabia all the way to the indian subcontinent um and they also went north-south so uh, for trade trade was very important in this region and north africa is a mediterranean region and so there's a lot of agriculture there uh, grapes palms dates gold that's why this region was colonized by the roman empires the cartesian empires uh the you had the punic Wazir, the phoenicians uh very, very rich in agricultural land, fertile soil, uh, the northern part, not the whole part because beyond the northern part is desert. So uh, this place is, is absolutely gorgeous and trade up and down not south, east, west continued and Berber people can't, um, sort of occupy this land. You will see lots of people in, in Spain and, 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 uh, um, and Portugal is... Um, they are mulat okay they are not uh, typically typically european but they are not typically uh, uh, african also they are mulat, like you know rafael nadal like the gypsy kings you see the mulat they are because they are berbers they are mixed with berbers they are berbers they all of them have got berber descent and as the kingdoms collapsed and, and countries were formed they they stayed on the land where they 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 um they They lived their ancestors lived and uh, now they've become part of countries but they're actually berber of all Berber descent um, and a lot of these kingdoms these Berbers had kingdoms going up and down um, towards 1800 BCE we know Abraham was born and the Abrahamic religions start. Okay, Um, what is very important with these Abrahamic religions, it starts uh, with and the main part of this religion starts with Judaism uh, and Moses in the Sinai Desert. Now, I, I told you the Sinai Desert is a very important place because it sits on a fault line. So one side you have the fault line, you have the Sinai Desert, the other side you have the Levant, or should I say it goes through and through the Sinai up north is the Levant. And this is a very seismic zone so i've said it before the seismic zone is means volcanoes uh, earthquakes uh, volcanic activity that happens here and there's always uh, there's always chaos in this land um, this ash prune in the air. Well, loss of life, disruption of civil society, disruption of the food chain, and because of that, there are plenty of pandemics in this region. People get sick. People get uh, people get sores. People die. There is a lot of pandemics, and, and this has been going on for three hundred million years. Nothing new about it. Uh, Because uh, the fault line, Africa has been in this place for at least 300 million years, so since then, the fault line, the tectonic plates, uh, there's friction between the plates, the African plate and the Arabian plate, and that's why there's always friction. However, when there was a civilization here, there wouldn't have been a problem, uh, because there'll be uh, capacity to take care of of the uh, break in the food chain and the loss of life like we have today, but in this desert, there's nothing to happen, nothing to help you. Then there's no way of going about it and in every procession cycle the bottom of the cycle at one point of it, the procession cycle you will have because the place Sun hits the the place where the Sun hits the earth changes so you will have a time in the procession cycle of our planet 25,920 years a time when this region will go desert so the last 8,000 years this place has been desert and that's why we've having problems over here and because of the seismic zone people die when the abrahamic religions were formed and starting with judaism moses frees the slaves out of egypt and they will go on to form the kingdom of israel okay because they get saved in in the pandemic of that time because there was a huge uh volcanic eruption because they get saved and they they hide in the sinai desert near midian territory they think they are the chosen people okay because they're the chosen people god saved them god gave them the way to to heal and god has chosen them thereby starts the concept of the hebrew religion okay hebrew ideology and it builds from there so basically the whole ideology is built about how god has chosen them and given them a special man uh because he saved them from the great pandemic of um and the disaster uh of slavery and the pandemic that ensured uh, out of out of this this uh, volcanic eruption that happened, um, so their whole religion is based on 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 uh, on cleansing, on cleansing the body, cleansing the mind, and praying to God, repeating His name because uh, He has chosen them. So. So, they've invented all their ideologies uh, and all their um, divinity based on God calling his name and bis- basically cleansing, 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 wash your hands, clean, wash your hands, how to remain clean, how to remain clean. If you read uh, the Old Testament, if you read the laws of Moses, uh, the if you read uh, Levictus, if you read the Talmud, the king, the prophets, the writings all uh, um biblical old testament uh theory and divinity literature you will see the same thing okay it's all about cleanliness and and how you're going to be clean now anyone who was not clean would become sick because he would then be susceptible to um a, a pandemic just like the covid pandemic and those people were chastised, and that is in levictus of of the bible uh, you can google bible um, old bible old testament uh if you're on um, if you're on google so chapters uh, and you will see the chapters of the old testament uh nine twenty nine chapters in all two hundred and sixty chapters in the New Testament and out of the old testament uh you have Levictus, um, which is the chapter, uh, so you'll have Genesis, you'll have the Exodus, Levictus. It's the book on how um, detailed rewards and how God, if, for those who follow God's testaments and the punishment if you don't uh, follow God's testament. And one of those punishments is being sent to a leprosy colony uh, and being killed. Uh, treated as an outcast during this time and they were chastised. so that became the basis of this ideology the kingdom of israel was was formed the kingdom then breaks it after about a hundred um, little more than a hundred years it, it comes down and breaks into two okay one part is northern israel the southern part is the yehud form this yehud part the sudden part of the breakaway kingdom of Yehud, we then have a rebranding of different um other Hebrew states um that are formed uh, again and again to try and rebuild this kingdom of Israel. You have the Hasmonians, you have uh the Persians come, the then the Hasmonians, you have the Greeks come, the, the Romans come, um and but they just cannot rebrand themselves eventually after jesus comes the yehud completely disbands completely breaks down the romans uh, break down the kingdom and and the province of of judah or judea and completely destroys it and the people go into all directions but from this yehud movement of the sudden kingdom okay of of israel they eventually form the Christian movement. So the Christian movement is formed out of the Yehud, the breakaway Yehud kingdom, which ke- becomes re- is rebranded eventually into the p- Roman province of Judea. The Roman province of Judea then is re- then the people um, revolt against the orthodoxy uh, and form the. Um, Christian movement so this is basically the breakup of the original kingdom of Israel then leads to what is the Christian movement so Christianity is a movement that is that is a spin-off of the schism of the temple or of the first breakup of the kingdom of Israel that is very important to know this schism will play out again and again and again and again. So it is very, very important to know this. Um, eventually, all these tribes, okay, the tribes of Israel, that and its descendants, the six, the twelve tribes of Israel. And it's multiple descendants over a a thousand years. Then disbanded to all different parts of the world. So they will go uh, up to um, Europe. They will live in Europe. They will live in. um, They will live in Africa. They will move away into the Persian Empire. The Persian Empire. They were very. uh, They were in big alliance with the Persians because the Persians liked them. Uh, They they also allied with the Persians uh, before. Uh, they also offload onto the Indian subcontinent. We have spoken about this before. They offload onto the Indian subcontinent. And a lot of us on in the Indian subcontinent almost all have a Hebrew ancestor who gave up their Hebrew and Aramaic. They gave up their uh, Hebrew um, ideology and, and this suffocation, the supremacy of we are the truth, the way, the life, and then we... Um, Realigned with our, uh, with the Vedic civilization and became what is now today known as Hindus. But we all have that Hebrew background, and they don't didn't only stop it over here. They went on with through uh, eastern part of India. They went all the way to the kingdoms in the far east, Japan, um, and you see all these kingdoms have. Uh, some type of um, Berber language, and if you look at the Berber all Berber languages, and you look at the modern languages, you will see some similarities. Um, so, part of these people uh, go up to Europe. Okay, they disband into Europe. Uh, but even though they go into Europe as different tribes, some go as Yehud, some go as a Christian moment, uh, some go as northern uh, uh, the northern tribes of of not the the ten tribes of northern Israel. They are very uh, hardcore and very I wouldn't say supremacist because at that time. Um, there was no such thing as supremacy, but exclusive. They believed that they only were the chosen people, although their ideology didn't work, although their, their kingdoms broke. They were so indoctrinated that they kept to themselves, isolated themselves, and never mixed around, and it caused all types of problems with... Um, with the Europeans who were not used to this. Uh, The Europeans at that point were, there were a lot of Romans, the Roman empires, the Cartesian, their free-flowing metaphysical energy. They don't understand that you have to be so indoctrinated and so isolated and so, pure and so well you could say uh, a supremacist ideology ideology which the romans themselves didn't understand understand i am the truth the way the life is what it says only i am perfect everyone else is pathetic so how could you accept that how, how would someone the romans who were who had different deities how would they be going to accept that so it was very difficult for them to accept that um and so it caused a lot of friction and this friction is called um uh, anti-semitism today but it started with this concept basically of saying I am the truth the way the life um, now when the Yehud broke away they couldn't really uh, accept what the elite were doing and how the elite suffocated them so they fled and the Yehud the people of the Yehud then because they were occupied by Rome become part of the Ro- of the European um, diaspora and eventually they realign and, and now they're all, today they're all, uh, I mean, 2,000 years later, you can't make out the difference, but they become uh, European, and that's why you have, uh, Christianity is is now a European uh, concept. Um, and from that Christianity, um, you get the overflow into the Iberian Peninsula. Now, it didn't happen all of a sudden, um, after Christianity was born six three hundred years later, your year Islam was born, but Islam is born out of the northern tribes, it's not born out of the southern tribes. The bulk of the southern tribes would then allied with the Yehud, the bulk of the northern tribes then dispersed into areas that were Asia Minor, into Persia, into modern-day Afghanistan, modern-day Pakistan, and you can see that modern-day Pakistan, modern-day North India. That's why you see all the Muslim tribes there, Muslim people there, because before these were all Jews. They were all uh, what we call uh, Hebrews, but the 10 northern tribes of Israel and their um, hardcore ideologies and their supremacist uh, supremacy. So you'll have the northern tribes, scattering on uh, from all from the Levin, Syria, Damascus and uh, all the way to North India and beyond um, Bangladesh you'll have uh, Malaysia then they go on beyond to Indonesia um, and these two kingdoms okay are actually spin-offs of the original Kingdom of Israel so Yehud the Christians come from the Yehud which is the sudden empire a southern kingdom of of israel islam is is uh majoritively the northern tribes of the Yehud then uh go uh, politically allied together and form what is the um islamic movement okay and so islam is a spin-off of the northern uh, tribe kingdom of Israel. It's basically all about the schism that we talked about of the of the ninth of the um, of the nine hundred B.C. 900 BCE uh, schism of the Kingdom of Israel. When the Kingdom of Israel split, split into two. The two formed different halves and different spin-offs. One became Christian. One eventually became Islam. And today we have these two people, two groups fighting away to glory, and that's why they've been on a war path. In in reality, they are actually the same people. They are they are the same origin. They are both all the Kingdom of Israel that fought with one another, could not get along, was so supremacist that they fought among themselves and because of that they spun off into two fights, two empires. Now they've been fighting for so long they don't understand each other anymore, they don't recognize each other anymore, but they're still fighting. And that original their fight starts in the 900, 900 BCE in the Kingdom of Israel with the breakup and the schism of the Kingdom of Israel. Once, Israel, once Islam is formed, we know that it takes over the Iberian Peninsula. The Iberian Peninsula is invaded in 711 by the Arabs and the Berber who ally with them. Um, because they ally with them, they over over about 800 years, they take over the uh, Berber Kingdom. Sorry, the Iberian Peninsula and um, the Roman Empire, the... Visigoths who are there, um, and whichever Christian groups are on the land. Um, However, what happens is obviously the Berbers who are now also Christian are not going to give in to to the Islamic occupation so easily. Okay, We will talk about that later, but they're just not going to give in to the Islamic occupation. So by seven eighteen itself, the Reconquista starts. Reconquista means uh, reconquest of the Iberian Peninsula by Christianity. So the first half of the um, first three hundred years, it's occupied by one empire. Okay, um, of Islam. Islam. Uh, the empire break comes down about ten forty, ten fifty, approximate uh, time. Once it comes down, um, part of it uh, is taken over by the Christians again. Then comes the Berber of um, of Morocco who form other Islamic kingdoms who invade. Uh, and by 1412, they are absolutely uh, wiped out. Uh, should I say 1412 or 14, um, 1415, it starts, uh, and they are wiped out of the Iberian Peninsula, and this is what's called the Reconquista. Okay, with them, with the um, wipeout of Islam, all the Jews, all the Hebrews, okay, the Hebrew tribes of the Northern Kingdom of Israel, who and their descendants who allied who became part of the Islamic movement, the Islamic empires were also wiped out. But Christianity Uh, then became the dominant empire there. But the Christian empire okay was the sudden half of the um, of the kingdom of Israel so they were both at one point Hebrews with the same mentality just facing each other on the battlefield for those who don't understand what it is you have to understand the the Mahabharat, um, the Mahabharat battle on the battle of um, or the gita the war on Kurukshetra, when Arjuna is uh, is trying to tell um Krishna, uh, well, how am I going to kill my own cousins? Uh, well, Krishna says, well, you're on the battlefield. And you have to go and fight now. Uh, you don't have a choice. You bought yourself to this battlefield. But it is incumbent upon you to understand why you've come to this point. After junction of the junction of the junction you have to go back if you really think this is not good you have to go back junction of the John and understand the cycles that you brought you yeah and when you understand the cycles you'll understand at one point you both of you meet your your enemies are you and you are your enemies your worst enemy is yourself because you're fighting yourself these people are your same lineage as are you but because you've been fighting for so long you don't recognize each other anymore and basically, that's what happened on the Iberian subcontinent, on the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, the, 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 the Hebrews who became Christians and part of the Yehud and Christianity then fought with the Hebrews who became Islamic, Okay, joined the political movement of Islam, and they both fought with each other. Okay? They couldn't stand each, each other and each one thought that they were uh, superior to the other. So this was not Christians against Jews. Christians are Jews. Christians are Hebrews and Islam is also Hebrews. And they, they both come from the schism of the original kingdom of Israel which split into two for money and power. And since they couldn't stand each other, they recreated the war. It was a, it's like a proxy war on 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 the Iberian uh, continent, and they fought like cats and dogs. Um, there was never any peace. Islam likes to say, "Well, there was peace and tolerance." It's absolute nonsense. Your currents and waves—they can't be peace and tolerance. You will only meet a mirror image of who you are. So um, by fourteen fifteen. Uh, the Reconquista is, 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 is complete, so to speak. Uh, and the Kingdom of Portugal um, slowly starts, um, it starts actually in 1139. So establishing a small separate kingdom in 1139, it, it, the Portugal completed its reconquest of the Moorish territory because they're called Moors, okay? Uh, the Berber or the Moors. Uh, by And in 12... And, but its independence continued to be threatened by neighbouring empires, the, the Castile. And finally, they finally uh, sign a treaty and uh, the first empire uh, is formed in 1415. So it gradually starts by forming a separate kingdom in 1139. That's the Portuguese empire, uh, a Portuguese kingdom. And slowly and slowly they gain territory and they form from there. But at the same time, they are still have the same problem. Uh, of fighting their enemies who they believe are who are impure okay because now they're Christian Christianity thinks that they are pure okay Uh, because God has come to them and saved them from sin Uh, but it's a continuation of the same Hebrew uh, Judaic mentality Islam and the other groups think well they are more pure because because uh, Moses gave them the new religion but actually it's only a spin-off and both of them have been fighting to to nail for so long so it's 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 a schism within the different groups of of Judea uh, of uh, not Judaism but uh, Judea and and the Hebrew original Hebrew kingdom that was formed 1600 years later or even more um, no by 14 uh, by two and a half thousand years uh, prior so they've been fighting for so long they don't understand each other and more and that's the basic of the story uh, that fight continues uh, they finally form an empire and then started um, going overseas because uh, Constantinople was then uh, occupied and invaded uh, the Eastern Ro- European uh, Roman Empire comes to an end um, and basically it's taken over by the Turks, Constantinople is now made the capital of, um, of, the, of the Turkish Empire and um, and basically once it's made the capital of the, of the Turkish Empire then the sea routes are closed and so they have to go around the Cape of Good Hope. Now um, that's Africa and they land in Calicut and then afterwards they land in Goa. So along these areas okay uh, of Western India are also Hebrews plenty of Hebrews who fled uh, fled the Roman uh, fled the, the Middle East. Hebrews who fled, uh, Christians, Hebrews who fled uh, the breakup of the kingdom of Israel to, to 2,500 years ago, they fled the different wars, they fled the Islamic wars, they fled the Christian wars, um, and, and the Indian subcontinent was very, was much more peaceful, much more welcoming, and they accepted because there is Vedic ideology is to each his own. God, the creator, is one, but the paths to him are many because we have different. We are currents and waves. All currents, uh, all waves, are not the same strength. All the waves are not the same force. Uh, It is you to form your own waves. You have to flow, flow freely. And so, this, the Indian subcontinent was so open to eat one and all. But the the Christian kingdom is 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 brainwashed or indoctrinated with the mentality of supremacy that comes from this Hebrew root. I am the chosen people. We are the chosen people. We are the perfect people of the planet. Um, basically, that's what it is. And on the other side, you have Islam, who is an offshoot uh, spin-off from the northern tribes of Israel, which is uh, also another supremacist ideology, that, no, they are the perfect people, especially with the elite of the of the Hebrew uh priestly class the people of the book um who they say they're not but in reality we will see in the chapter of history of islam that actually the the muslims are actually taking over the ideology of the people of the book which is hardcore supremacist and that's why they fought and they continued this proxy war on the Indian subcontinent. So on the Indian subcontinent, you already had Hebrews that were Muslims, Hebrews who, remained, who did not change sides to either Christianity or Islam, Hebrews who were Beni Israel who, who left when the first kingdom of Israel broke up. So different layers of Hebrews were on the Indian subcontinent. And each one thought that they were superior to the other. And that proxy war that was that was being f- held out, that was being played out in on the Iberian Peninsula, in the Levant, in the Middle East, in in the, um, in Portugal, in Spain, in North Africa, then reached the Indian subcontinent, which became a theatre for the proxy wars, for the wars of Islam and Christianity. That's what they basically were, um, and once they reached the western sub western Indian coast, then all hell breaks loose. So basically you want to know for people who want to know uh why the Jews, why um why did they kill so many people, why did they kill what was their mentality at that time? Uh and what was the mentality of the Hebrews who were there at this time because they killed many Hebrews. Uh and I said in my um in my previous podcast, the the Bon Jésus Church in 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 Goa in in old Goa is actually a basilica. It is not a church. It is converted from uh, from a from a bed from a synagogue into uh, a basilica. Um, so, what was the mentality of people of those days? Okay, how hardcore were they? Why were they so supremacist? Um, and and you will you you will understand when I explain to you. Now, in those days. Pretty much all of them had, even if they have different labels, they had the same mentality. So the labels were different, but the mentality was the same. Okay, and the concept of Jews only came uh, around the 17th, 18, 16, 17th century. Okay, before that, they were all considered Orthodox Jews. Now, on the in, on the Goan coast, um, the bulk of them were orthodox jews okay you also know that we also know that the city of mumbai was originally called bombay which was a portuguese outlet um and was given by the portuguese uh, a dowry from catherine of braganza to the british and that's how it became british territory okay but before it became bombay it was bombayim Bombayim is a Portuguese word. It is a Jewish word. It's a Hebrew word. Comes from Hebrew. So when the Portuguese kingdom took root, uh, a lot of Jews, a lot of Hebrews, okay, Hebrews who were part of the orthodoxy of the northern tribes and Hebrews who were who were of the Islamic movement or Islamic occupation who had allied with the with Islam were then converted to Christianity. Okay, their Hebrew. Uh, then became part of the Portuguese language. So Portugal, Portuguese language has about 20% Jewish words or Hebrew words. And I am Um EM is all Hebrew. We think that today it's Portuguese but it's not Portuguese. it's actually Hebrew. it goes one generation, one language before. Uh, and whenever you see I am, remember I am is Hebrew I am is is also uh, Aramaic and from there you get the Portuguese, you get the Latin. So that's very important to see. Now, 16th century, the mentality was the same for everyone. It was definitely the same for Hebrews. All over the world, the Hebrews were the same. The mentality was absolutely the same. Okay. Um, Now, how do you know what the mentality of the Hebrews were? So... In the 16th century, the Renaissance movement, uh, Hebrews started breaking up into modern sects, reformation movements, different movements, and they all branched out and modernized. The only people who stayed behind on that on that mentality, on that ancient mentality, are people who we now call Haradim. So if you know the Haradim are, those people with the black hat and the people with uh, the, the hair, um, the curls on their hair, the side locks, you will know what the Haredim are. You can see, you can Google Haredim and you will see what they are. Um they are extremely ultra orthodox. Now they actually their mentality was what was 16th century, 17th century Hebrew mentality and that was what uh, prevailed at this time. So when the Portuguese came they they met The Hebrews of that time, considering they were the other side of the coin, they also were very Orthodox, but European Orthodox, not Hebrew Orthodox, they clashed like like cocks without heads. And you can imagine a cockfight, a proxy cockfight, and that's exactly what happened in Goa. It was a proxy fight between two sections of Hebrew, Judeo-Christian Hebrew movements, and it didn't go down very well. So... Um, basically, what was this mentality? Now, we don't know what the mentality is, but I can tell you one thing. This mentality stayed on in Europe, okay? It never changed in Europe. These people, uh, the Haredim, which they are now called, um, they were the ones who were wiped out by Hitler in Europe, okay? They were completely wiped out by Hitler in Europe, uh, they they were predominantly in Lithuania in Poland uh, they were in um, Eastern Europe and this was the epicenter of the Holocaust in Europe the epicenter of this Holocaust was uh, in 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 Holland uh, sorry in Lithuania Poland Eastern Europe Hitler almost wiped them out and whoever was left they killed six million Jews and so it is said uh, whoever wiped them out. Uh, sorry, Hitler. Whoever survived was then um, transported to uh, the Americas, Canada, um, Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, North America, and so they live there. Okay, they've they've not evolved very much. They've evolved perhaps two percent or one percent because now they're on different territory. They have to work. They have to modernize. But in 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 bulk, they are the same. They haven't changed at all. They form a big part of Israel and they form they create a lot of problem in Israel. Okay, they are about 11 12 percent of the population. Out of that, 50 percent are men, and out of that, 50 percent, um, that that 50 percent uh, of men, uh, 50 of that don't work from the men. 50 don't work, they just study the whole day the Torah. Can you imagine? So, this is what. Uh, they do this is what Hitler faced, and this is what uh, the situation was on the ground in God. They just all they do is they learn the Torah, they um, and they stay in isolated communities and they really um push everyone away because they think that everyone is unclean. So for them, they are the only ones who are clean, everyone else is unclean, okay? And they will bring you to the ground, um, and literally antagonize you, um. In order to uh to maintain their sense of purity, they lived in secluded communities, which is pretty much what the Sharia zones are from from this ideology you get the Sharia zone so I have read this article before I've written it myself after research i I shared it on a podcast on the history of Judaism of the Middle East but I'm going to um, read it again for you to understand what the Haredy marked for you to understand what the actual movement uh what the mentality of the Hebrews of the 15th 16th century uh, Goa were war, and who was there uh, on on the iberian peninsula which were for, which were then converted to christianity um and their mentality then absolutely became the other side of the coin the christian coin the judeo christian coin so um i was reading an article on the internet about ancient israelites on the west coast of india um where they had trouble with local Hindus, okay? Uh, They did not allow the Hindus to practice their faith in their own backyard, so that would have created many tensions with the Hebrews. Um, But the book contained uh, an article which I could no longer back it up, so I I dug in a little more. Uh, The Israelites of the old are the modern-day Orthodox or ultra-Orthodox Jews. Ultra Orthodox is a derogatory term which the community does not like. They call themselves the Haredi, or, or plural Haridim. They are different movements, different denominations with greater Haredi community uh, within. Haredi means one who fears God. So they are uh, absolutely brainwashed to completely uh, fear God. Um, one hundred percent, and because if they don't, God will come with a punishment on them, and the punishment is uh, is 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 um, pandemics and disease, and that is 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 exactly what is written in Leviticus. Um, so basically, um, one who submits or one who is pious, um, and so they are in a pure relationship with God. Though the Orthodox movement began only in the mid-18th century, they are the group that really follow the teachings uh, and ideology of the people of the book. That means the original chosen people of God. Uh, They live secluded lives away from the secular world to preserve uh, their purity. They do not consider other Jewish groups, leave alone non-Jewish groups, pure people. I tried watching documentaries and researching any material that I could find on the Orthodox or the ultra-Orthodox Jews. What I found was stunning. Okay, um, they have their own religious areas in Jerusalem, schools and colleges. They even have religious buses. That means that when you enter an Israeli bus, if it's a religious bus, then men sit in the front and women sit behind. Even if there's no place behind in the bus, but the men have ample space in front, the women have to stand in the back. In a plane, an Orthodox Jew can refuse to sit beside the women passengers and often ask them to move to another seat, as in the case of a Holocaust survivor, René Rabitznovitz. Rabino- As of 2019, the Haredi political parties in Israel have asked for a ban on the sale of entry tickets to the Biblical Zoo on Shabbat, that Saturday, and Jewish holidays. The Biblical Zoo is one of the most beautiful, beautiful parks in Israel. If you go to an ultra-Orthodox area, there are signs telling you to dress modestly or not enter the area. They have local Haredi men patrolling the area like Muslims have Sharia patrols. In shops, they have separate lines for women and men. In their bookstores, they sell only Hebrew religious books. They were all conditioned to wear the same clothing in the name of modesty. In the some streets, men and women uh, are not allowed to walk on the same side of the street. If some street, if in some streets, men and women were not allowed to walk on the same side, you will notice ultra orthodox Jewish men on the other side with black robes, and he will never look at a woman in the street, or he will bow his head down, or he will tilt his hat over his eyes to avoid contact. They are not allowed to look at women. Okay, um, this is similar to what is written in the Quran. Chapter 24, verse 31. However, Judaism existed before Islam. So how do they share the same ideology? From the people of the book. Uh, Today, they are called the Haredi. In Haredi divorce, it's a man who has the ultimate authority to give the divorce. uh, Although what Jewish law says could be different and interpreted in different ways. All of this causes massive conflict for the Jews Um, by 2030. It's predicted that the ultra-Orthodox will be 30% of the Israeli population. As their men do not work, they have to study the Torah, so women are the bread earners in in, in many cases in Israel and all over the world. It is a situation that is changing, but however, in Europe and America, the men also work out of necessity. They live in tight-knit communities, so they help each other out when a member is in need. If you penetrate their community, you will face aggression. Since they have high birth rates, they always need more space. They are expanding into every but everyone else's territory. If the surrounding communities are not orthodox or ultra-orthodox, the secular neighbors become really offended and feel encroached. They know if the numbers of these orthodox communities increase, then they will lose their communities and their freedom. Arguments and conflicts ensure, and then violence. The violence on the inside attracts the violence on the outside, and here we go. Uh, this is the dark side of modern Israel. Um, which they have working very hard to dilute. So this basically is the mentality of the Hyredeem. They opt Absolutely supremacist. Even in today's world, they will not mix with you. Even if you come to to Quebec, you go to Ontario, they will stay in secluded areas. The men will look down. Wear their black coats. They will not look at you. They, they, they want to do business with you in in, in North America, but they will not. They will not allow their women to go out, and they will not allow. Um, they're meant to live in separate areas. They have to follow. They have their own little ultra orthodox uh, areas. Now, can you imagine this? This was the way of life in 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 uh, in, in Europe in the um, uh, during Hitler's time. And this is what Hitler faced. He was furious with this and didn't know how to. To correct it, and a lot of Jews also left this community and sided with Hitler. Most people don't understand or know, but there were Ju- the Hi- Jews sided with. Hitler because they themselves were being uh, tormented and they themselves were being abused in this community so they left and they were just exasperated to get help elsewhere which is exactly what happened and they opened pretty much the door from the inside and Hitler walked in and exterminated 12 6 million Jews okay uh, and that epicenter was in Poland now can you imagine this was 15th, 16th, 17th century the Western coast of India and Goa. Okay, so the Hebrews were the predominant community here uh, the the Muslims who had just uh, taken over the place through the Ad- Adil Shah of Bijapur would have been different group of, of, of uh, Muslims or Hebrews uh, because Muslims are also uh, descended from the Islamic from the Hebrew movement um, they share a lot in common and in my opinion uh, the northern tribes of Israel then amalgamated uh, together allied together and formed uh, became part of the Islamic movement. Um, and that's why they are very, very close. Islam is very, very close to Orthodox Judaism. If you match the two, you will have a perfect match. Everything that Orthodox Jews do, Islam does, because it is exactly the same. Um, Christianity is more liberal and more open, and they sort of uh, were pushed away into in a... In a, in a, to a backspace and revolted against the suffocation, went into Europe and became Christian but they also became the establishment at one point of time. So when the Portuguese came, they themselves are descendants of uh, Judeo-Christian mentality which is a spin-off of Judaism. Uh, They fought that proxy war on the the Iberian Peninsula split into different sections. Uh, Those who stuck with the alliance of Islam were thrown away. Those who stayed uh, and, and converted became he- and became those Hebrews who converted then became Christians, but they kept their mentality, they brought it to in the Indian subcontinent. Now they faced more Hebrews, more tribes of Hebrews, tribes of Hebrews who allied with uh, Islam and became Muslim, uh, and they faced the Hindus who were completely, completely the other. Uh, opposite direction, were considered pagan, were considered unclean, because for any Abrahamic community, if you do not follow the laws of Moses, I repeat, if you do not follow the laws of Moses, you are considered unclean. The clash that happened, uh, they wanted to cleanse the Indian subcontinent, they wanted to cleanse Goa, they wanted to cleanse the um, uh, western coast, and that's how you got the Inquisition of Portugal. So basically it was a proxy war to cleanse the area uh, from the unclean the impure, which came from the Judeo-Hebrew uh, mentality of cleansing people, which actually was for a context of the Levant and nothing more than that it went so far, it became a religion an ideology, an empire imperialism, and they have been fighting for so long, they don't know why they're fighting anymore, they've been fighting for so long, they don't know what they're fighting about they have been fighting for so long. We do not recognize each other anymore, but we fight. And that's why we are stuck with trauma for 500 years of this Portuguese Inquisition. But if we do not go back and understand the currents that form the waves, Atua, all that lies in between we will not heal and this is about understanding those currents understanding those waves and cleansing ourselves healing uh, reconcil- reconciling with our, our past reconciling with the uh, events that happen um and with our, our indian um, brothers and friends and that we are all one we are grateful to the indian subcontinent for giving us a second chance for giving us our home for giving us a place to be free and and to heal and there is nothing better uh no better no better way of healing than to our vedic ancestors and so i hope this gives you some idea of what happened um please 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 share this video uh, this podcast um, more importantly, it's important for you to understand it, uh, speak about it, research it, um, research it on the internet and uh, have that conversation with at least five friends. Uh, ask them to share it with other five friends and share it and go down the line. Send uh, your um Send your elected representatives um, uh, emails, contact them that you want to have this conversation out in the open in platforms to understand the currents that form the waves and not just understand it out of context and so that we can all heal and we can all be better. Uh, Thank you very much once again. I hope you have a great uh, weekend and I hope you have a great uh, day, week coming ahead. Uh, Stay safe, everyone. Cheers until we meet again.